Bill and Dutton, welcome to Black Law Tribal Edition. Murumu here with you today, and we're broadcasting from unceded uh, Wurundjeri Territory. Uh, Australians might call that Melbourne, Victoria. Um, the local might call it Narm, and uh, uh, we're have a very special uh, program today because it is uh, celebrating uh, the members of the Sikh society's push for independence and uh, that uh, you may have heard about uh, recently um, the uh, the area that we're talking about and we'll learn about today is the Punjab uh, region and um, that's a, a, a kingdom that was before um, before Australia, before Britain, uh, before India, before many things. And uh, like Yidinji, uh, they are now wanting to assert their sovereignty and to really bring about change around the world because um, the, the, the tribal ways of, of peace and uh, security are very different to the United Nations system. But that's what we'll be talking about today. And joining me is Dr. Vashish Singh Sandhu, uh, who is the president President of the Council of Khalistan and Jagdeep Singh is also heavily involved with this wonderful movement that uh, Yudinji is now part of. So uh, let's talk to you, Doctor. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Sasriyakal. And uh, yes, and I, I think uh, uh, recently the, the push for a referendum to seek the interest of the worldwide diaspora of, of Sikh. Uh, is is taking place now, but it's a very exciting thing. Please explain what this movement is all about. Uh, thank you for having us here today. Uh, first of all, I want to appreciate uh, Yedindi Nations, uh, you as a representative and their foreign uh, uh, department. Uh, uh, you are the f- uh, foreign minister uh, to say, and a trade minister. So we appreciate your support of uh, Khalistan referendum and um, the campaign leading to the independence of Punjab from Indian occupation. Thank you again. Uh, the referendum um, is also called Punjab Independence Referendum, is to liberate uh, Punjab from Indian occupation. Uh, Punjab was an independent country until 1849 when the British took over its control. So after 98 years, in 1947, when the British left, uh, they handed over the control of Punjab to the Indian um, National Congress. It, it was called the transfer of power. So it was transfer of power, um, transferring the management of Punjab to India. However, this was uh, based on the fact that uh, the Sikhs made, uh, you can say, verbal agreements, the Indian National Congress, that we will go with India because they had promised autonomous state and um, religious freedom. So at the time of partition of the, uh, this area into India and Pakistan, there were three uh, entities. There were Sikhs, uh, the Hindus, and Muslims. So Muslims wanted Pakistan, Hindus wanted India, and the Sikhs were also uh, trying to get their own country back, as it was in 1849. So, uh, upon the persuasion by Indian National Congress, the Sikhs decided that they can go with India if they will um, honor our autonomous state and religious freedom and equal rights. But the India immediately, upon partition, uh, reneged. They went back on all the promises. And there have been persecution of Sikhs. There is genocidal violence against the Sikhs. There is existential threat. There is existential threat to Sikhs in India. Thus, we want to liberate Punjab from Indian occupation. Yeah, it's it's very interesting history because um, I think most people would have heard of uh, uh, Gandhi and uh, these other uh, leaders from the area. But the Punjab story has yet to be told especially uh, around the world, as you're saying it now, I think uh, what the push for independence is really re-establishing the kingdom and, and, and coming back to the law of that land. And uh, is that what you're looking to do to form government there? How do you see that working with all the members around the world uh, do you think they will agree to that? Correct. So our goal is to re-establish the sovereignty of country of Punjab as it was uh, until 1849. So um, 
after uh, or at the time of partition of south asian uh, this area uh, as we said uh, punjab was a country but india was not uh, so india was a conglomeration of more than 500 princely states there was no name uh, like india the british gave the name india to uh, to this region so what we want to establish is you know have an independent country have relationship with other nations trade relations you know uh, we will contribute uh, to the food um, uh, where the hungry peoples can be fed um, in compliance with the united nations program of uh, ending hunger by 2030 we'll have trade relations ship and we'll also contribute um, our uh, armed forces uh, for um, international peacekeeping forces so we want be like uh, a full fledged country we want to have our flag uh, at the united nations uh, uh, geneva headquarters where there are 193 flags we want that 194th flag should be carlson flag Yes, uh, Jagdeep, I'll come to you. How did you get involved with all this? Obviously, you're a member of the Sikh society, but um, how did you become involved with the, the, the push for the referendum and to be here today? Uh, well, uh, my involvement in this campaign is because of the, the, what the Indian government did with the Sikhs from the last 75 years successive regimes. They continuously doing the genocide of the Sikhs. when they when they uh, written the constitution in 1948 they label sikhs as hindus so in indian constitution we don't have a recognition as a separate religion we are under hindu religion so that's a genocide and afterwards when we, uh, you know the la there's a lot of states in india like gujarat maharashtra bengal they are formed because of their language Gujarat is because people speak Gujarati and Maharashtra because people speaks Marathi there so same thing when the Sikhs ask okay you ask us for autonomous states we want we speak Punjabi we want a separate state Punjab within the Indian Union so in 19, 1955 the indian government attacked the golden temple most of the people knows that indian government attacked golden temple 1984 but majority of the people they don't know that they are, they have attacked in 1955 when we were asking for autonomous not even autonomous state we were asking for just a regular indian states like other states got their state because of their language so we were saying okay let's have our own state punjab because of our punjabi so they attacked the golden temple where we were uh, gathering and we doing the political campaigns hundreds and thousands of sikhs were killed arrested and uh, and the later on they india held a referendum in state of punjab where they divided our state into three parts himachal and haryana they divided punjab into three parts and they later they took over took away of our resources the water they divert the water uh, going against the riparian laws so they divert the water to the other states and we we left with no water at all a little bit of water and it's a long story of what india did with the sikhs so my involvement in this campaign or the khalistan demand it comes from what india did with the sikhs and uh, we have uh, in terms of from the yidinji point of view we have uh, seen the the evidence of uh, your territory and the people and you know you would fit let's say uh, the indigenous people yeah. of that area you're not from uh, uh, macedonia or or england for example um and you've been dispersed from your from your from your lands because of the persecution so we are the true indigenous people actually uh, the majority of the uh, or certain part of the indian population is not indigenous people because they migrated from uh, other areas of the world they came here but we are the real indigenous people okay so i want to uh, uh, basically explain in more detail how the problem started so um in 1947 the new country of india was created they promises they made the promises that they will uh, make autonomous state of punjab and uh, give us religious rights so what happened in 1948 they started carving areas of punjab as jagdeep singh has said that punjab was divided into actually four 
ਏਰੀਆਸ ਦੀ ਹਿਮਾਚਲ ਹਰਿਆਣਾ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਐਂਡ ਚੰਡੀਗੜ੍ਹ ਚੰਡੀਗੜ੍ਹ ਵਿਚ ਵਾਸ ਕੈਪੀਟਲ ਆਫ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਵਾਸ ਮੇਡ ਅ ਯੂਨੀਅਨ ਟੈਰੀਟਰੀ ਮੀਨਸ ਦਾ ਇੰਡੀਆ ਹੈਜ਼ ਡਾਇਰੈਕਟ ਕੰਟਰੋਲ ਐਡਮਿਨਿਸਟ੍ਰੇਟਿਵਲੀ ਓਵਰ ਦੈਟ ਟੈਰੀਟਰੀ ਇਦਰ ਸੋ ਇਨ ਆਰਡਰ ਟੂ ਨਾਟ ਮੇਕ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਅ ਸਟੇਟ ਸੋ ਇੰਡੀਆ ਪ੍ਰੋਮਲਗੇਟਡ ਰੀਆਰਗਨਾਈਜੇਸ਼ਨ ਐਕਟ ਆਫ ਸਟੇਟਸ ਆਫ 1956 ਸੋ ਇਨ ਦੈਟ uh they said the states boundaries will be based upon the language the people speak in that area because it was based on the linguistic uh idea so they say punjabi our mother tongue which punjabi speak which now more than 100 million speak they say punjabi is not a language so they say punjabi is not a language therefore punjab cannot be created as a state so at that time we were not asking a separate nation we are saying that you have created states on the basis of languages so we have a language which is more than 2200 years uh, old and you are saying it's not a language so there was one problem second problem was as jagdeep singh has said the indian constitution when promulgated they say the sikh religion is a part of hindu religion however the founder of sikh religion guru nanak said i'm neither hindu nor muslim so they tell us that we are part of hindu religion but our founder guru nanak uh, said no i'm neither hindu nor muslim i'm not a hindu i'm not a muslim then what happened was that uh, they took the control of water uh, see the punjab's uh, biggest natural resource is water and they diverted punjab's uh, water to other states so the india is violating two laws one is the riparian rights law so india is diverting punjab's water to other states in violation of riparian rights then also india is violating its own constitution by uh, diverting punjab's water so um, the water in other states controlled by each state respectively however the water the most important economical resource for sikhs and punjabi people is controlled by india then they created uapa unlawful activities prevention act it used to be unlawful activities prevention ordinance so they changed ordinance into an act under which they can uh, let's say arrest somebody who they think is uh, suspicious or you think uh, asking for their rights they can be prisoned for multiple years without any access to a lawyer or a judge without being charged with anything so it's it's a black draconian law so when india or people of the region wanted um, freedom from the british they were objecting to these black draconian laws with the british had so the people were taken up they were beating until they they were beaten until the skin comes off they were tortured or just plain killed but now those draconian laws which the people objected to for uh, making a case for independence now they are more in number and stronger and more powerful so basically to make it um, clear so the black draconian laws are now much more stricter and much more in number so these are the things which are going on and additionally whenever the sikhs want or ask for their rights equal rights and they say you are terrorist you are a separatist and uh, you are unpatriotic so for, under those uh, they are charged and there are multiple other things we can talk as we go on but this is the reason why the sikhs you know want uh, basically uh, have a independent country of punjab yes. and you know uh, we we see that because uh, Uh, when you look at uh, the population on this continent, there are many Sikhs here, and we will often probably think, why are they here? Uh, and it's because of persecution. It's because that Indigenous people have to move away from their lands because they're either being forced to do, or the water's being taken, the resources are being used, all those things. And if you stay there, you have to make a decision. um you know do you want to subject your family to the persecution potentially you know so we understand that for sure but i think it's a a, a wonderful uh uh push now for this uh, to assert the true uh, to true rights of the punjab and um 
Jagdeep, I'm just thinking, what are the younger people around who may have not lived or even been home yet? How are they learning about this? What are their thoughts? Are they, um, you know, it's hard to know everyone's thoughts of the young people, but is there a, a lot of education and uh, for them and access to this information as well? Well, the India doing uh, a very good job to educate our people the words, what are the problems like three farm laws was the last the bills they uh, they brought to the uh, parliament in which they uh, passed the law that the government can take over indigenous people's land so it was it was actually the last battle to take away the land from the indigenous people and give it to the corporations so large number of say community of a younger generation they protest for one straight years uh, outskirts of new delhi on the roads and force them to take away the laws so the the question you ask like what's uh, what we are doing to educate people actually the indians the government are doing enough to forcing us to go people to vote and secede from the union mm. yeah Yes, you're listening to Black Lord Tribal Edition right across the planet today. Uh, thanks to the Udinji Broadcast Service and our friends at Bumabripa Media 98.7 FM. If you're listening to this program inside of Australia, it's probably via the National Indigenous Radio Service. We'll be back after the break. If only you could see what this all Let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Walker. If only you could see what you're doing I stand with you in the room Let's talk about it Yeah We hit the streets Begging for the people to see What our life worth But they don't want to believe Claiming all lives matter But you ain't the rally I stand on the shoulders of the fan That come before me Just the same as you fan So what you doing with the fact that you inherited This inheritance Took the privilege Y'all took the wealth Took the lives of innocent boys and girls Still denying our experience Made to feel lesser I work with these kids And they telling me they fed up I'm working with these white folk Who know enough for better I'm working with the government Another pet Making new day seem rich Nothing changed, we afraid We glorifying mediocrity up to this day Let's be real about it And maybe then We can transform this country Heal the pain for my great-grandmama For my nana, for my cousins For my sisters and my mama For our brothers up in luck For these white folk who's sick and confused And for these pleas who's sick enough To treat us the way that they do For these politicians who forgot about what it means To operate from a place of humanity Look, forget the pride and self-righteousness This is gonna take a whole lot more than your good intent Come on, let's go If only you could see what this all means Let's talk about it. Look, we sacrifice another black voice. Why? Just to prove another white point. Right. I will stand for the justice. I'll tell you what the problem. This is not a problem. This is catastrophic. Mama didn't raise me. Zip it, cut Now she showed me love in her heart. It's so amazing. So I'ma push it forward. Praying for the fallen. Dreaming of the day we can look it in the face and that war can't buy for the lies that they preach us. The violence, silent agreements, the pride and deceit. Our willingness to believe for the nightmare. That this down dear to my dream and I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. The better ways of a better day. And some change that ain't gonna take another couple hundred years now, friend. We push the bar where we are, it ain't hard If we all get the courage to get up and get involved with it Let it, let it love, come on If only you could see what this all means Black life matters If only you could see what you're doing to me Let's talk about it Family. Look. Black Lives 
Welcome back to the show. Doctor, I was just wondering, <clears throat> there is a large support from the Sikh community. We know that. But what UN member states or what countries do you think are very supportive of your position at the moment? We believe that uh, almost all the countries in the world, they support our cause. Uh, we have had the referendum voting already taken place in United Kingdom, uh, Switzerland, Austria, Italy, and certain parts of Canada. We'll be having uh, more voting in other parts of Canada, USA, uh, European countries, some Middle Eastern countries, and everywhere. <laughs> so all these governments are very supportive, and we also want to thank the Australian government for uh, letting us have their fundum vote here, despite the opposition from the Indian government uh, delegation. So everywhere the government say, yes, we have the right to free speech, we have right to assembly and association. However, India is saying uh, that uh, don't let the referendum happen, stop the referendum. So we are saying that India is not only uh, blocking our right to free speech and association in Punjab and India, they are doing the same everywhere in the world. Thus, we are cautioning the Western nations that India wants to export its own false democracy to other nations that don't let people have the right to free speech and assembly. Yeah, what I find interesting in this all is that India voluntarily signed the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. So it's, you know, when we talk about the law, it's about intention. Why did they sign that? They weren't forced to sign it. And basically in that international instrument, it says that they support Indigenous peoples' right to self-government, uh, to set up their political, legal, economic institutions. Um, in Article 8, it says that India or Indigenous peoples' rights or Punjabis uh, uh, shall not be forcefully assimilated into the Indian state, for example. So these are really important things now. So what I'm very excited about is to, to see the government come to life and to see the, the nation flourish again under uh, the, the, the true um, peoples. Okay. See, uh, under Universal Declaration of Human Rights, there are 30 clauses. India has violated each one of those. And also, there's a treaty of United Nations against torture inhuman treatment. Uh, and India has signed but not ratified that treaty. Why? Because India decidedly carries out the tortures, inhuman treatment of citizens, especially the people of Punjab and the Sikhs, because they think by repression they can rule over us and then deprive us of right to free speech and, dry, uh, and deprive us of our rights. Now, under the uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the 30 clauses are that no, nobody should be uh, tortured. Uh, people have a right to free speech. People have a right to uh, self-determination, as you have mentioned. So all those rules are also part of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. But if you go one by one over them, right to free speech, right to live in a country, right to have um, education, right to be married, right to uh, move freely anywhere and um, you know create your own country if you want. Uh, India does not care about what it signed in the United Nations. They do their own thing and um, they also say that India does not care about what other people say and the whole world doesn't care about India. Yes, what, what are your th thoughts on that one, Jagdeep? Well, India have signed the treaties of UN, like Article 1, which says all people have the right to self-determination. If you see, and then the Article 1 describes who are the peoples. When you say all people have, then they say who are the peoples. Uh, their clauses are people who have a different religion, they are considered as people. People who have a different language are considered as people. People who are victim of the genocide are the people. And people who has a history of kingdom are the people. So when you say all people have the right, they, de they describe who you can call a people. So if you can see, when I say if you have a language, separate language, you have a you consider it as people and you have a right to self-determination. India does not, India try to kill our language. When we say we are the Sikhs, in the constitution, they label us Hindus. 
they're taken away our right of a different uh, separate religion so all those criteria in in article 1 which allow the sikhs to have a right to, right to self determination indian government one by one they have taken away those identity from us so we in so we will not be considered as people under the article 1 of un so we won't have the right to self determination so it's very clear what the government of india is doing so can i add to that see um, india uh, there are two problems uh, what the sikhs have in india number one that the um, majority population of india is hindus and they want to make it a hindutva means a hindu country and they openly say that if you want to live in india uh, you should be uh, a hindu uh, or be subservient to hindus that's number one so the sikh population in india is 1.86% punjab has a uh, uh, land mass of 1.5% of the whole mass of india punjab has only 1.5% so sikhs only make 1.86% of india's population so they uh, their delegation many times have admitted in the united nations that uh, since the majority Uh, is one religion majority the rules are hard to make and implement there are a lot of rules already on the books in indian constitution but they are not enforced because the majority religion they want to vote the majority religion so what's the second point second point is there's a hindu religion and there's a sikh religion so we are diametrically opposed to our uh, uh, our thinking uh, the religious teachings so sikhs equal rights uh, gender equality social equality helping the poor and helping the weak uh, according to uh, the brahmanism which is controlling india's population all people are created unequal and they have unequal rights how is that they have divided the society into caste system so there are four main castes and the dalits are not included dalits are basically scheduled uh, classes or tribal people who are not included in the hindu caste system so not saying too much about their religion i'm just describing what it is uh, and then uh, how they contact conduct uh, their services is up to them we are not interfering with any other hindu rituals or anything they have their separate religion that's fine but we are saying that this is unequal society and if you are in the caste system and you are in certain category you are not allowed to switch classes you are locked into it for generation or generations so that's a problem because they uh, this is a class society in sikhs everybody is equal and um, the majority population Uh, of india is belonging to one religion and they repress the rights of others uh, to have uh, a good vote bank so they uh, and then um, the third problem is that in modi's ministry uh, in modi's let's say uh, there are ministers more than four, more than like 38% have criminal records so they have uh, records of uh, uh, serious criminal activities and similarly in punjab uh, the punjab legislative assembly has members who have significant criminal records so if the ruling parties have significant criminal record people how they will deliver the justice to the people they represent so what's the vision for the administration of the punjab nation the, the state uh, how do you see that running is it a, a democracy uh, these are the conversations you've had obviously uh, uh, what, what are your ideas when we are asking for right to self determination under article 1 of un so obviously we're going to be a democratic country or with the signing the un joining the un members and uh, signing their treaties and their laws so we will be a democratic country but not like india India is a fake democracy. We will be the real democracy. Yes, and and um, uh, tell us a little bit more about the the area. Uh, 
in terms of tribal, uh, we have uh, on the Yidinji territory, we have different clan groups or territories within the, the area. Within Punjab, how many different states would you, you see uh, uh, you, you guys creating to, to control that area? Okay, so that's a very good question. See, Punjab is a flat land. So, um, and it's uh, on one side, uh, the hills start. Like uh, in uh, uh, Haryana, uh, not Haryana, but Himachal Pradesh, this is a hilly area. So, um, how it will be functioning? So, Punjab territory is now one tenth of the original undivided Punjab before the partition. So, before the partition, the Greater Punjab had an area of 500,000 square kilometers. Now, Punjab is 50,000 square kilometers. So, it's a very small uh, small in the sense that it's smaller than many other countries. But if you make a list of the countries by the size, uh, from 1 to 190, Punjab is 127 area-wise. So many countries are smaller. That's like uh, Israel, Jordan, and Dominican Republic. They're smaller than Punjab. So how will we make the states inside the country of Punjab? We'll allocate areas and make them uh, either states or regions, you know. So we'll administrate, uh, administratively we'll have, you know, uh, regions uh, and we can call them, you know, states. But now they are called districts. So we have plans, you know, for economic development, uh, equal rights, that we say to the whole world that we are liberating Punjab point in occupation but it's not be a country for the Sikhs alone it's for the country for the people who live there now it's their country it's the country of people of Punjab not the country only controlled and administered by Sikhs everybody will have equal rights and uh, no matter what their religious denomination no matter what they believe uh, they will have the rights which we are deprived of yeah even the uh in before 1849, when Punjab was a separate nation, the population of them was 70% were Muslims. The 17% was uh, Hindus. The Sikhs were only 30%, 13%. So we have a, a very good relationship with the communities. So we we will be prosperous community. We will be prosperous country, and uh, working with the UN law. With the with the other United Nations countries, like what if if you can see like the countries that are allowing us to have a referendum, because we are law-abiding citizens, we are following the law, and we are following wherever we're going, their local laws, the government laws. So our campaign is legal, legit campaign. And India, if you follow the Jay Shankar, uh, foreign Indian foreign minister, if you follow him, so wherever he was going before, when he was visiting Canada or other parts of it, he was saying that it's a terrorism, it's a terrorist organization. So now, now he sees that things are not working anymore. When he came to the Australia. Uh, about uh, two months ago, he was saying that we are using misuse of democracy. So, so he referred to our referendum as a misuse of democracy because he don't know what to say. So, because we are following the law. So, if, you can imagine if we are working for create our country as per the UN laws. So, once we are established, we will follow all the UN laws in our country too. I want to add to that a sure. short sentence. As Mr. Jagdeep Singh has said, the Jay Shankar, I think he came here in Australia or New Zealand said that um, uh, Western democracies make sure that they are not um, misused by the Sikhs. But I, um, uh, we counter question that who is misusing the democracy? He, who is he teaching? Or who is he sending the message to? India is the biggest violator of democracy. Minorities have no rights. Uh, Punjab uh, as a state uh, has no rights. The Punjab uh, Legislative Assembly means the government of province of Punjab is under India. So nothing can move. The needle doesn't move at all until it's okay under the Indian government. When Punjab as a state was finally created in 1966 it was basically uh, constitutionally made a defunct state that nothing can happen in Punjab without the consent and approval of the Indian government so we hear this um, type of uh, in the UN system uh, many governments around the world have been guilty of this same practice I think um, 
there is a, a real contribution to the world that the, the Punjab can can do. They already do that. So, um, I, like Yidinji, uh we have said the same thing. On this continent, you'll hear the similar stories about the British and how they uh, had their own uh, systems of, of cutting up the land and, and, and administration and all these things and how incorrect they were. Uh, you can talk about British Palestine, uh, British uh, India, uh, British here. Uh, they made a very big mess. So what what is London doing about this now in terms of the members of the, the British Parliament and other things? Are they very supportive that you're coming and say, we want to fix this and you are part of the problem, so you need to support us? Uh, we expect that they should support our right to uh, have a self-determination uh, to make our country by referendum. And they are a party to the United Nations uh, Charter saying, you know, right to self-determination and the UN Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People. We think that they, they should support that and they should help us that way. However, uh, uh, they, uh, in a hurry, partition uh, the area and quickly moved out without having made proper adequate arrangements. Like on the day of uh, partition, uh, August 15, 1947, the date was declared few days and the demarcation was declared maybe uh, two or three days before that. So people uh, knew that this was going to happen, that they will have to change or move from one area to the other area. The people who slept in one country in the night woke up in another country in the morning the next morning. So there were more than 600,000 Sikhs killed in the process of migration uh, back and forth from, uh, basically they moved from Pakistan, uh, um, uh, Punjab, to Indian Punjab. So Punjab has two parts now. The one part of Punjab is under Pakistan, and second part of the Punjab is under India. So the Sikhs living in Pakistan, Punjab, moved to Indian Punjab. 600,000 were killed, many millions were displaced, and people were asking to the British government, what will happen to my six-month-old son? How will we uh, carry the son? What will happen to my business? How will I take my 90 years or 60 years old mother who cannot walk? How will I take her there? And but they didn't pay any attention. Then there was attack on Golden Temple, Amritsar, by the invasion of Indian Army on June 6, 1984. Uh, and the British gave the nod. Uh, Margaret Thatcher was a prime minister then. She gave the nod to OK to go ahead and attack uh, uh, the Golden Temple. So while um, that has happened, now we are asking the British to help us reestablish the sovereignty of country of Punjab. And what's been their response so far? I think they, are, um, they have been... Uh, on our side because uh, they allowed the referendum. We had referendum in multiple places uh, uh, in the UK. The Indian government, um, uh, we had a declaration of Punjab uh, uh, independent referendum. Just a declaration that we're going to have the referendum. That was on August 12, uh, 1918. 2018. Uh, 2018. So 2018, in August, we had a declaration of Punjab independent referendum. And India said, don't let them do it. Uh, you should not lend, you should not um, uh, lease the area. So they, they tried to block it, but the British people said no. They have the right to free speech. We on, This is our country. We like people to say what they want to say. So they helped us in that. So we are thankful to them. And even I just want to mention one more thing that there are there one uh, one person in in uh, in UK, which India asked for his extradition, and uh, UK had denied their uh, permission. So, like anywhere, there's varying opinions. Are there any Sikhs that are against this movement? Uh, yes, um, uh, especially in Punjab. Uh, there may be few people who put some videos, but those are the Sikhs. Uh, they are basically uh, set up by Indian government. That's number one. Number two, a few <laughs> Sikhs uh, in the diaspora, they have concern uh, that oh, their land may be taken away. But we are telling them that your belief is false because, as Jagdeep Singh has mentioned, there was a farm law which was re reversed 
only because they are fandom. So the Sikhs um, uh, and the farmers were protesting for 18 months uh, and the needle didn't move at all. Not a leaf was moving. But when the referendum happened, Modi's government decided to basically undo and cancel the farm law. So that's an achievement. We are telling the Sikhs, very few Sikhs, who are thinking their land may be um, in trouble, but we are saying that we are saving your land. So we are basically clarifying that the things you are afraid of, we are protecting those things, not India. But if the if the things remain as status quo, they will lose their land. But if Punjab is an independent country, their land is secure. As you ask, like, if there's any Sikhs who are against it, that's why we have a referendum. That's why we are conducting a referendum. Those who are against it, they can come and vote in no. Those in favor, they can come and vote in yes. That, that's, this is why the, the referendum is going on. You're listening to Black Lord Tribal Edition. My guests today are Jagdeep Singh and Dr. Bakshi Singh Sandhu, who is the President Council of Khalistan uh, in the U.S. And uh, we'll be back after the break for some final comments. I never ever felt this way Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're nearly at the end of it, actually, uh, here on Black Hole Tribal Edition. And we're broadcasting from unceded Wurundjeri territory, uh, which many Australians know as uh, Melbourne or Naram, and uh, what the locals call it. And, um, uh, Doctor, I just want some, uh, final, some final comments for those people listening who... Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So um, we are holding the referendum 
to liberate Punjab from Indian occupation. The reason for that is there's existential threat to Sikhs in India and there has been attack on Golden Temple Amritsar in which Indian army invaded the Golden Temple, killed more than 10,000 people in cold blood who were just pilgrims. In November 1984, more than 30,000 Sikhs were killed all over India with the connivance of the Indian government, politicians, and religious leaders. We are saying we want to recreate the country of Punjab where all people have equal rights, uh, they have dignity, their economic uh, survival, uh, they are economically prosperous, they are educated. Right now, all the things are not there, and the farmers are committing suicide because of non uh, payment of their uh, the loans because they are unable to pay the loans back because the farming is uh, rather dependent, rain dependent. And similarly, the youth of Punjab are dying by unchecked distribution of uh, drugs. So we think ha- under the cur- current, current circumstances, the state of Punjab is in dire need of independence, which we are trying to achieve. And we are saying all people of Punjab will have equal rights, equal share in the state yeah, uh, like in this new world order, India is sitting with the evil, with the Russian empire. So we are with the West, with the democratic uh, countries. So we are getting a lot of sports from other nations. So sooner you will see a lot of positive uh, news about it. So for anyone uh, who are interested about this Khalistan referendum, um, I'm inviting all of them to come on January 29th and witness the revolution. Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, Dr. G and uh, Jagdeep, thank you so much. Shukriya. And uh, we shall catch you uh, hopefully soon on the Udinji territory, I hope. And But uh, may God's peace be upon you in the almighty name of Yeshua. And we'll catch you next week. Garu. I'm